Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben Noether, and I'm joined this week by Adil Kerji. Hey! I hear a hey, phone dude. in the background. I'll start again. Fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. Right, I turned all of the data and all of the network off on my phone, so it wouldn't do that. Anyway, let's start again. Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben Noda, and this week I'm joined by Adil Kerji. Hey! Hey! Are you well, sir? I am. I had a nap because Good. I'm old and it was glorious. <laughs> um, nice man. Mm-hmm. Also, the cat has been whining for attention, but not really wanting to do anything. And now he seems fine because we napped together because Good. he is also old. Yes, yes. Well, I'm I'm also joined this week by my young cat, not quite as old as yours, asleep on the bed, and he oh, may really? make an appearance at some point. Yeah, he's a wily bugger because he's not allowed near anymore. Yeah, I thought but, so. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's begin with some beers. We've got two beers this week. We do. Um, What's our first beer? The first beer, I believe, we're going to start with a new brewer for the podcast, uh, which is a Bristol-based Lost and Grounded. Now. They've made, I believe, a lot of um, keg beers that they've been putting out to um, pubs. And they very recently, a few months ago, just before Christmas, perhaps started putting out some bottled beers. So this is the Keller Pills, uh, one of, I think, four beers that they currently do um, as a bottled version. So let's crack it. It's a hop bitter lager beer. Uh, I will say it's 4.8%, um, and Lost and Grounded, uh, it appears like their um, uh, their logo is um, a pig flying uh, with uh, the globe tied underneath it, harness yes. style. Yeah. Um, and the Lost and, or the Keller Pills is in a canoe on a lake, and it's a very nice picturesque um, scene with the thing doing the rowing in this canoe being a pig with wings, which... Is is charming. That it is. They do have a nice aesthetic on their bottles. Um, I know the other bottles um, continue this image. Um, there's one with a bunch of uh, animals marching up one of these hills. I believe with instruments. I might be making that up, but I think all four bottles make one big picture. Oh, I didn't realize uh, which that. Is, yeah, which is a very cool concept. Um, so this, it's uh, nice. Sort of yellowy straw color. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's uh, very much. Uh, 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 it's as light though. I was going to say it's very much a lager color, but uh, re-looking at it, um, it's also um, a, a touch, a touch cloudy. Yeah, slightly, slightly. Um, I mean, you can see through it, but it's it's just not quite that. That sort of straw has a has a bit of a haze around it. I guess it's a hazy straw color. It is. It is. It's an it's an unfiltered beer. Yes. So you get maybe a little bit of sediment in there. It's got a nice. The, the, it's a, as it suggests, it's a hop bitter lager beer, but mm. you don't get a huge amount of hops on the nose. I'd say that's a, a, a more 
It's sort of a sweet kind of malty. Yeah, it definitely smells like a smell. lager, but it, usually mm. when you uh, nose a lager, um, that sort of textbook lager smell is quite strong. And actually, I say this is um, reasonably restrained for this for for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think you're right. Uh, I, Have you tried it? Have you tried it? Yeah, I just realised I had a cat hair tickling the bottom of my nose, and that distracted me. Um, it also makes for excellent podcasting. It does, it does. Mm. So, the beer itself, mm. that's very light. It is. It's not that, it's not that standard lager flavour, but it's not sort of a... I suppose we've, we're thrown off by the word hop in the inclusion, because it's not It's not a big hoppy flavour. It it's is a, bitter. It's a, it is bitter, yes, but it's a nice, light, very sort of a slight sweetness... Um, um, to the taste, but it does end dry. It finishes dry. It um, it's light. Um, it's sort of it's a light. Um, definitely get that pilsner, uh, that the sort of pilsner type of taste. But again, it's it's not like it's clearly it's not a pilsner. It doesn't have that like strong in your face mm. um, taste. Mm. But the light, it, it's not a it's not tasting watered down. I think we need to be clear about that. It's it's a Very, light lagery taste. Yeah. Um, what without feeling like a, like a quote unquote light lager beer. Yeah, completely, completely. I think it's um, even though it's got that that dry finish and a nice bitter flavour towards the end, it is very refreshing. Yes, those, those that 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 first flavour to it, it, it's crisp almost. It, it's this is going to be drunk very very quickly i was I gonna say if if it was if sunny out i would probably be halfway through mm. It, mm. It, it is um it is it despite sort of not tasting like your standard bubbly uh lagery beer um it definitely is could fill that role in a very pleasurable way with having yeah. a solid taste as well like a like a nuanced taste mm. um but i still would want to like just Mm, slurp it back on a sunny day in the way that Completely. I usually like my lagers. Um, yeah, it, I, always, I will I say that it, it is not terribly carbonated, but does have no, that that's car- true. that that uh, it, uh, the bubbles are quite. Um, let's just say hold. That doesn't make sense. The bubbles are uh, are there, um, but it's not sort of that. I'm drinking bubbles and some and some liquid that a lot of lagers have. Yeah, it's not, it's not fizzy. Else. Yeah, it's not fizzy. It's, it's carbonated in, in this. Yeah, yeah. almost at just as carbonated as, as as the other beers we usually have, which yes. usually we yeah. find lagers tend to be more bubbled than ales, and I don't think that's mm, the case. Mm. Here. But maybe I'm just thinking agree. of you know big corporate lagers. That's true. That's true. Right. Let's jump into some games. We don't have a topic for you this week. We thought we would just yeah. Our topic is games. On a, yeah, the and topic the is just brewer. games. Yes. Yes. Good. Right. I think I'm going to start. I'm almost going to start in the same place that you started last week with a, a mobile game. Mm, that's right. However, it's slightly different than your standard mobile game because this is Nintendo's next foray into mobile gaming. Um, I have started playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Ooh. Now, it's a uh, a, a collect hero battling system um standard burn your current not currency but you, you 
you have to burn through items and collect Resource. items to be able to do things. You know, standard kind of mobile game. It's got those um, countdown sort of timers on things, so your stamina can build back up, so you can use it for battles. Uh, but th- to, to start the discussion, it's it's presented very well. It looks really good. Now it, it's got that more retro um sort of 16-bit aesthetic to it it's a little bit sort of early final fantasy right six i mean i'm i i start this off by saying i'm not a fire emblems guy um i think i played one of them on ds about 10 years ago maybe yeah maybe about 10 years ago um so it's not a series that i'm that familiar with i know a few of the characters um from smash brothers and, and other games or Nintendo branding, essentially. Um, so I'm not playing it as a Fire Emblems fan. Uh, yeah, um, I can tell you're but, not a fan because you keep adding an S when there isn't one. Is there not? It's just Fire Emblem. Yeah. And there you go. Why do I think it's Fire Emblems? There are several emblems made of fire. Um, but it's I'm, I'm really enjoying it. As a quick pass-the-time game, I think it's tight. Uh, essentially, you get thrown into a world as a, um, almost like a saviour, that the people that you go and, and find in the first instance think of you as some great hero um, who has the ability to summon other heroes to fight, to use in battle to fight. Right. Um, you progress through a story, um, and the story gets you visiting different worlds from Fire Emblem from the series so you go to different settings that have been in the previous games and encounter the other heroes uh, but essentially you collect orbs after doing a battle and you burn those orbs on upgrades for your castle or on other heroes to be able to use in battle um, the battles are think of something like the banner saga it's a tile based grid based sort of uh, field and you have to move four heroes around and attack right. the enemy, basically. Um, it's very simple. It's nice and quick. You probably spend two minutes in a battle. Oh, okay. But it gives you it gives you a little bit of strategy because you have um, essentially your heroes have a class. Uh, whether that's um, you know, say they've got a class, they've got either ranged melee um different types of melee there's sort of sorcerers spellcasters but they uh, they have a classification so they're either a red green or blue classification okay and um each of those colors bests one of the other colors so so it's literally green, it's a rock paper scissors essentially up, yeah. yeah yeah so it adds a little bit of strategy in there because you're going to send your guy against someone else that you know um can defeat them with better odds, and essentially, I believe that if you're fighting someone that's um, that, that your color can beat, you get two attacks rather than one. Oh, okay. So, so essentially, it's a significant it double advantage. damages them. Yeah, yeah. So you can almost go up and take someone out in one turn rather than the the, the back and forth of, of hitting each other. Um, and it's it's turn based, so you get to move all of your guys and attack people. The enemy AI then gets a turn to be able to do exactly the same thing. So it's a very back and forth sort of chess game almost um but it's as i said it's fun i've not put any money into it yet i can't see myself doing that because i don't have the hook of playing fire emblem games so i do not know the characters and i do not want specific characters i'm not playing the sort of 
um, getcha kind of right meta game that's in it. I'm, I'm not that fussed about the characters that I summon to be part of my roster of, of heroes. Now, the the other way that these games get you uh, as, as a veteran of, of this sort of nonsense uh, hero collecting game is yeah, just yeah. based on uh, when you end up playing for long enough, you hit a plateau and you need a better class of hero or um, you haven't talked whether there's excuse me multiplayer but if there's multiplayer you'll notice that you can't keep up with people because you're just all your heroes are trash so i suspect they'll they'll there'll be more pulls at at people like you especially because fire emblem emblem isn't um one of their biggest franchises but this is yeah, their second yeah. release like they went with mario and then they went with fire emblem so it seems like they're yeah. like testing the water of like so a bunch of people got Mario and they got mad at us and I don't know what their stats are on like actually people continuing to play the game. This seems like quite an in-depth game for potentially anyway. Um but it's Fire Emblem so well it's it's a different model as well because Mario gave you the first 3 levels to play for free and then you had to buy the rest of the game. Yeah. And I think they released a stat saying that X number of people downloaded the app and played the, the, the first three missions, but only something like 3% of people went on to, to, buy um, it. to buy it. However, it was 3% of, you know, millions. So it wasn't a small number or tens of millions, I think. Um, I'm not exactly sure on the, the stats themselves, but Fire Emblems is a free game. Um, and essentially you are, if you want to put money into it, you will be buying the currency used to um by the purchase heroes in game and but yeah by by packs essentially um i've not delved into it enough to know if there is head-to-head multiplayer but there is passive multiplayer so you can go into a mode and you will be playing someone else's team um that they currently have as their main um slotted team you can have several slotted teams and you can switch between them based on what the um the other configuration of the enemies will be. Um, but there's lots of modes. I mean, there's this story mode. There's this, I think it's called arena mode, which is this kind of passive multiplayer mode. Um, there's special missions as well, which will continuously release. And I believe the special missions, you come up against a hero. And did I get the hero once I'd beaten that special mission? I may have done. Or I might have got a very big reward for it. I seem to remember getting a hero straight afterwards. Um so there's other ways to be able to collect these heroes, you know, doing these special missions and things like this. Uh, but there is an element you said about, you know, do you need better heroes, mm-hmm. a better version of these heroes? So heroes are also ranked. So you can have a one-star person and a five-star person. Right. And okay. They've got better stats than the one-star version. But you can almost um, cannibalize versions as well. So I had two of the same guy. One was three-star and one was one-star. Mm-hmm. And I cannibalized the one-star guy. And it upped uh, uh, one of my stats. Not very much, because he was only a one-star guy. And it might be that I can cannibalize other people to increase the stats of my, my heroes. So essentially, I could get down to a really tight roster and just, just destroy all of the people that I don't want by burning them and, and upgrading the characters that I have. Yeah, and that's the standard way these hero collectors go, is yeah. you sort of... You get random chance and obviously there's certain characters uh that, that 
are more likely and they're usually garbage. So they end up just sort of being fodder for this um, upgrade maneuver. Yeah. Other ways that games can do this is um, in order to get up a star, you have to level up two of that character to max experience at like one star mm. and then they merge to become okay. a two star at zero. And then so you yep. exponentially need, well, sorry, multiply by two, not exponentially. You always need twice as much to uh, to do and then of course by the time you get from five stars to six stars or whatever it's a long slog to get that guy you don't even yeah. want to play with yeah who's just yeah. sort of like oh, i need to so you end up just shoving like concentrating on one or two heroes and throwing the rest in, into this milling move mm-hmm. um yeah cool but you're the the ai is giving you enough of a um challenge so far in the tactical side or is it is it more novelty game right now um there's been a couple of battles that have been challenging um you, you start off basically against um just foot soldiers as such not, not foot soldiers characters but on foot uh, and a little bit later suddenly they're are, they're mounted and they can move a little bit further um or you come against um, characters on pegasus almost um, and they can just ignore terrain and get across it to be able to, to hit you and things. So it, it gets a little bit harder with the enemies that you meet. Um, also, I've not got one yet, but the enemy AI seem to have a lot of uh, like cleric-type characters, so they can come along and heal the other um, the other characters. And I've not encountered, I've not summoned as such a healer yet, so I don't have the ability to do that. Whether there is someone that can, I don't know. Um, or whether it's just an enemy AI thing, because, yeah, they're a little bit easy. Um, and I'm, I've am i almost got two teams. I, I'm doing... I'm on Story Missions Chapter 5. Okay, so um, fairly far. Uh, yeah, well, there's five, five battles per chapter. Okay. Um, and I think it's the suggested level 10. Now, I've got two teams of four different people all at level 10. So I've already leveled up two teams essentially to where they should be, uh, or you know, to to be matching these missions. But I think for both teams, I'm kind of finding it a little bit easy at this stage. However, there is different difficulties. So once you complete a chapter, you can you then unlock. I think it's hard and lunatic, <laughs> um, and essentially. You go from, say, the first mission in the first chapter was level two. Right. And on hard, it bumps it up to, I think, level 12. And then on lunatic, it bumps it up to, say, 22, something like that. You know, you're adding about 10 levels per time. So you do have a bit of a replay value to it. I assume that the rewards are a lot better doing it on the harder settings. Um, So, you know, am I going to get to chapter 10? And that's it. That is all the story missions available to me. And then it's just, well, go back and do it in hard. Right. All of your characters are now level 15 or wherever they need to be to, to start going through it again. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun just to pass sort of 10 minutes. You do maybe four or five battles. You know, you put your phone down and half an hour later, an hour later, I'm not sure of the time exactly, but my phone beeps and says, all of your stamina has refreshed. You can jump back in and battle again. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, so so that's one of the resources, is stamina. That's your sort of, you can't play for two hours straight because unless you pay, I assume. 
Yes, it, it, essentially. Um, I think you have 50 stamina, and battles cost differing levels of stamina. So I think at the moment the battles I'm playing are... Th- they cost about three points, three or four points. Um, so you could get maybe ten battles um, out, of a, out of a session, whereas early on they were two stamina. So you can burn through, so like the first three chapters in, in one sitting. Which makes total to sense, because then you get hooked on that the game and the yes, pace. Yes, completely. So yeah, I, I, it's fun. It's fun. Good. Um, I actually think I might um, get it because I I do have a gap in hmm. my um, current. Uh, I don't play games on my phone right now except for twenty forty eight, um, which uh, is rare. I finally got to five twelve pan um, today. Nice. So long going. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you. Uh, my brain is clearly like figuring out some of the like patterns to like mm. sort of what a more advent when it's not clear, like whether I should swipe left or right. Um, I, I'm clearly developing some sort of pattern um, algorithming in my brain because it's like a couple times I've sort of just, it seems like I'm just, you know, an autopilot and I've cleared from all and almost full screen down and, yeah. and, and it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Now that I think about it, it makes sense. Cause this, opened this up to that but i'm not really doing a lot of i haven't internalized or consciously really understood the mechanics well enough to be like stare at the screen and be like okay i want to do this type of move first because i need to shift you know these ones around yeah yeah um i'm not quite there yet um you've you you've mastered or you, you sorry you've not mastered it but you you understand the language uh, of what the game wants you to do. As Lucy and, and I were talking about a few weeks ago with the witness, you, you learn a language to be able to move through these these puzzles. Um, obviously, by no means have you mastered it yet. Otherwise, you would have banged straight up to it. But you you understand the language enough that you can do a few moves yeah. and then go right. Okay, I need to sit back now and, and look at it and see what I can do. So it's good. I mean, it, it, games like that, which which hook you in that kind of way, um, are you know, are very enjoyable. You guys know that I enjoy those kind of games from really enjoying The Witness. Um, so, I mean, I haven't picked this up yet. Um, I don't think I asked you when you spoke about it last week. Is it on Android or is yeah, it just it, an Yeah, in Apple? fact, the it person is, who it showed is. it to me was was an Android user. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, again, uh, one thing I really don't like is that... Um, there's a lag between the ad popping up and you seeing the regular screen. But if I like, mm. so like the screen, like, Oh, I've started a new game. It's going to like, I'm not, I'll just immediately swipe. And then the lag, it, but that's during the lag. And then it'll start showing the ad and then it'll stop showing the ad and take me to the app store oh. because it turns out I, that, that item or the, the, the ad sort of, part of the UI was always in front of the game. And so when I did that mm-hmm. and tried that initial swipe, I clicked on the ad and that's really annoying. Um, I could buy it, I suppose. I don't even know how to, un- if there is like a different version um, to get rid of the ads, but I find them very obtrusive. Like it's one thing to like, I'm fine with sitting through a 15 second ad to mm. play a game for free. Um, yeah. that's a reasonable trade-off, but I, um, I'm not fine with constantly having to cancel out of the app store because the, I, I, the whole system isn't being clear on what it's doing. 
Yeah, it, yeah. It feels sloppy and and um, yeah. And I just wasn't a big, uh, not a big fan of that it's, part. It's an interesting concept. Um, having ads for actually being able to access the the, the gameplay, and it kind of seems like it's a, a, an okay fit for free mobile games. But would you sit through a fifteen second ad on? No, say a, a free or well, any any free game on any console, or is it more because it's a mobile game? It's the press. You've got it in for- front of you. It's in your hand. It's a quick. It's a quick cancel. You you just come to accept it. You know through through ads on sort of like YouTube videos and stuff. You you just now accept that that's a part of it. And yeah, I think the precedent is there on the mobile space that that's a thing that can happen. Again, if it's clear about it, I don't um, care. But yeah. I didn't. I don't like this um, subterfuge. Is not wrong word. What am I trying to say? Uh, I don't like the sort of backhanded way it's happening, and, and especially because it feels just like a kludgy UI thing. It's not clear whether mm. they mean for things to hop in late, or that's just a fact of it being poorly coded. Yeah, you, I suppose you have to get into the mindset of just waiting. Um... And just just remembering that this is going to happen, so you just give yourself uh, a moment to allow it to populate, uh, even though the um, the link and the capture box has already populated, whatever is appearing on your screen hasn't kicked in yet because of this lag. It's just seeing if you can just wait, and how long that takes to actually pop up for you to cancel, rather than it taking you through, or. If it is a deliberate thing, you click it and then suddenly it takes you through. Irrelevant of how long you actually sit there and wait for it. Do some tests, sir, and see. And tell us whether they are deceptive in their advertising schemes. Um, How are you doing on your beer? What beer? Oh, that did go back quickly. It did. Um, Can't complain, obviously. Um... Maybe it's all this Fire Emblem chat, which is why well, yeah, I Well, yeah, I, I was letting you talk while I drank, essentially. Mm. As it should be. Sit back, sir, and relax whilst I take you on a journey through Nintendo's games. Not that we talk about Nintendo very much. The, the, the times we have done, we seem to have praised them currently. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... Uh... Nope. Mm. games credit yeah which is like a switch (laughs) um i don't know if that'll happen it'll really depend on the reviews um but like april is a decent month to to have an idea on that i and now the time has passed i'm actually less enthused about it but okay um so it's it's quite possible I'll fall through with my earlier threat, which was just um, to essentially buy a bunch of credit on the various stores. Yeah, like yeah, a hundred bucks on each store and the remainder on Steam because I tend to Steam more than the others. Mm. Um, it's boring, but you know, 
probably a little more responsible. I mean, having said that, I would, would probably end up doing something stupid but with having that much credit lying around, um, which is why I was quite content with leaving it on a on a, uh, a game card and being like, just not going to make a decision about this right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Switch definitely, since we got there, it'll be a mini topic. Uh, I... I I'm still intrigued by the general concept, but I already don't care about it. Okay, I have no urge to even touch one on opening launch week. If that makes sense. Hey, I I, I think it's going to be a case of um, like the um, the the classic console that they've just released, where they've made like ten, and they've only put them in very select places for people to be able to to get. Um, you know, creating that uh, creating that demand by limiting supply, so people are uh, hyped for say like Wave Two or stuff, yeah. and they get to release more stock. But the other thing is, I have too many the... game libraries as it is. <laughs> Just start building up all of these NES and SNES sort of classic games on a on a Switch, as, long, as well as the well, you know, the, the releases is, as so, they like, are coming out. And stuff. NES and SNES wise. Mostly, I want to play games I actually played. In which case, I, d- I definitely bought them at some point. And uh, at ROM wise, yeah. I'm way less hesitant because of that. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I've been meaning to play Illusion of Gaia again for a, for ages, which is an excellent SNES uh, action RPG. Um, excellent, well well made. Um, quite difficult at times. Your warrior has three different shapes, and there's good puzzles. Really, can't go wrong with it. Uh, and I have it on my PSP, which has been out of batteries for a while. And by that, I mean I literally know that it loses batteries quite easily and haven't turned it on for ages. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think I might actually put it on something uh, more akin to uh, the PC just so that I can play it on a bigger screen. Because for some reason, I think that's the barrier. Usually, I like my sort of SNES era RPGs. Uh, on you know, while I'm on a plane or something, but that one is yeah, is yeah. really epic, and I think I've been ignoring mm. it on purpose because I want to play it in sort of a more uh, direct, experiential way. Um, we've got the Wild Beer Evolver IPA, which is uh, hops, wow, well, Brettanomyces and hops is what it says. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, of course, they do put flavor text, so... They put a lot of flavor yeah. text in <clears throat> We believe exceptional brewing stems from imagination and passion. It's not just a process. By embracing our love of wild yeast strains and not being confined by rules, tradition, or ingredients, we can add a wild fifth ingredient or process to our beers. We want to give you a truly memorable drinking experience, altering your perceptions and thrilling your taste buds drink wildly different the exploration of yeast strains and the different results we can achieve are beautifully exemplified in evolver a pale ale with a difference a hundred percent fermented with bretonomyces a naturally occurring wild yeast for the first three months the beer tastes the same as a fresh pale ale then the differing flavor compounds start to shine through and after six months the bret really takes hold their bread and amasis yeast is particularly good at keeping hop flavors fresh for far longer than traditional brewing yeasts. The Evolver takes on a more complex character over time as the yeast and hops combine to produce a new and exciting beer that will continue to evolve as the yeast slowly matures that beer. 
This is a beer that can be drunk fresh, as a normal pale ale should be, or left to evolve and mature into a unique and unusual beer. So, I could I just say, for podcasting purposes, Wild, could you just shorten that so we're not having to explain it so much? Um, well, so I, I actually <laughs> forgot that the first paragraph is their generic one that they say all the it is, time. Yeah, so, it was, yeah, um, yeah. But yes. Uh, also, uh, I don't actually know how long this particular... I mean, we bought it from the same bottle shop, so I'm sure ours tastes the same. Um, but I'm not sure how long so. they, they've been sitting in the bottle. No, I don't know. And there's not a, a date on it yeah. to um, to tell us when it was brewed. Um, I imagine that we're still in the three months, I would think. Um, yeah, I mean... And it says after six months the Brett really takes hold. I don't think we're anywhere near that. Yeah, uh, it's uh, um, yeah, with, it's five point eight percent, and I agree. I think we're probably in the the apparently plain plain Jane three months. Uh, so we'll yeah. see how that fares. It is very much more bubbly than the um, than the pill it is. or the yeah, yeah the Keeler, Keller pills, Keller, the mm-hmm. Key and Peels, um, Key and Peels. Yep. It's also a slightly cloudy straw color. I think it's slightly more gold. It is. But barely. They, they, I, I kind of wish I still had a bit of the other because they, they were remarkably similar colored. They do. It's got a real tropical fruit oh, flavor wow. smell to it. That's like passion fruity mango. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's a kind of, yeah, I definitely get a lot of mango on that. Definitely the mango, yeah. Um, but not much else. That's a, that's like it's, a, it's quite it's, sort of tropical, sweet, and then nothing happens. If that makes sense, the nose is very one note, not a not in yes. a bad way, but it's just like it's clearly that's what what it is. Now, the flavor wise, that's very interesting. Oh wow, it's not it's not quite as tropical as the nose would lead you to believe. No, not it's at a little all. bit. It's quite that, that bitter. flavor is slightly subdued. It has got a bit of uh, 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 it has got a bit of bitterness to it, but it it it's sort of it's a very balanced kind of flavour. This is the kind of flavour you'd expect from something like a Wiper and True. Um, it's 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 not a big hit of anything. It's kind of dealing with a lot of things. Yeah, I would say it's probably and, stronger than Wiper and True, but it does that balancing act that, that we love yeah. so much about Wiper and True quite well. Um, Mm. Yeah, it's that um, that bitterness it's and almost, that sweetness combined with an almost grapefruitiness, but it's not actually yeah, grapefruit. Yeah, it's just the fact that we have that sweet and that bitter sort of vying for dominance, but in it yes. in a very uniform way that would sort of suggest that it's the, the same ingredient, a la grapefruit, mm. but it's not. It's just well balanced at this point. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, and maybe that's why we, we, we constantly think that there's, you know, in some beers there is a definite grapefruit flavour. Yeah. But perhaps with, with some of the other beers, they're just so well made that it pushes across as that. And maybe it's not started out as that. Mm. As our taste buds grow and yeah, that actually, become that more experienced, we, um, we sort of now it, um, more things out. I will say that um, it doesn't... There's a, a slight watery dryness, if that makes sense, that lingers. Yeah. But other than that, the yeah. taste sort of comes, the sweetness leaves a little quicker than the bitterness, but they both disappear awfully quick. Um, 
They do. Yeah, they do. Um, I'm finding myself, when I'm trying to describe it, losing the taste in my mouth and having to sort of mid-sentence want to have a sip to make sure I'm I'm confirming my suspicions. No, I know what you mean. You've got that... You, you have this texture to it as well, that carbonated sort of... This, this is slightly fizzier than the, than the last beer. Um, definitely. Yeah. And that kind of, that sits on the tongue as well. You, you, you definitely get that throughout the whole taste of the beer. And that stays. So even though it's, it's dry, it's kind of this crackly, fizzy kind of dryness that it, it dries your mouth out, but you can still have this texture to it that, that, that remains almost, which is nice. It gives you a little bit more flavour, sort of sits on the tongue quite nicely. Um, yeah, enjoying this. Yeah, very much so. Mm. So, have you uh, have you another game that you've been playing? You mean L game I've in been last, playing? In the last week, well, you've been playing um, 2048. Oh, right, yeah, right, I did mention that. Um, yes. I've, uh, I'm, I've, uh, we played our first um, sort of four-man Battlefield 1 team um, last night, but uh, I think I'll we let did. that sit. Maybe for, well, well, I think we should try a little more See if we can get a few more nights of a, a bigger team before we talk to mm. that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've been playing the division more on the PlayStation Four, um, and uh, uh, listeners, you'll recall me lamenting that I'm just utter garbage at it. Well, it turns out you're utter garbage at the game when you go from the start area, uh, level one area, straight to the level five to nine area, or yeah, skipping the two to four area. Turns out that mission that you think is the uh, first mission is actually uh, an entire area of missions later. Um, <laughs> and uh, as soon as I, I actually fucking like, I got, I think I dinged level five, grinding that stupid mission, like just like just bashing my head against it. And then I like looked through the map and was like, oh for fuck's sake! And so I like tr- backtracked back to Chelsea, which I think is the area I skipped entirely. Yes, and yes. I was like, oh well, I did like. So uh, I joined you guys at Battlefield late last night because I was literally just mopping up the, the dregs of Chelsea, which was me just sort of walking through things. Because uh, mm. turns out I'm not bad at that game. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> well, you you have the, um, the 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 problem with the pathing on it is that once you come out of the the encampment, the harbour side encampment, where you first drop into New York, you emerge into Chelsea. But it wants you to go to um, the the Grand Central um, and to to the stadium area where your base as such is. So if you make a beeline for your base straight away, that's in the next area. That is exactly what happens. it, It is really easy just to miss out that whole area. And I can't remember the first couple of missions where, where it sends you as such, but it is very easy just to skip it. Um, so it's... it's. I can understand why they put the the base as such where they've put it, because it's a slightly more centralised area to the north, to the, it's quite close to the um, the dark zone. It's It's nice and central to the first you know, six areas. So that kind of works a little bit, but then you think about it and actually fast travel kind of makes that a little bit redundant, doesn't it? As you can fast travel between safe houses and your base. So it wouldn't have mattered where they'd put it. Yeah. it. it I think I'm not sure why it's there when they want you to set it up and it's I, maybe just cause, yeah, I don't know. 
I guess it's the, it's the actual location of the building that they decided to put it yeah, in. Yeah, that's fair. And also, um, uh, it's um, it makes that that area uh, is much more central access wise to the other areas. Yeah. So, like, if yeah. you didn't want to fast travel, which I hate doing in games usually, unless I'm playing mm. multiplayer with people and like spawning's broken, like like happened in uh, Wildlands where spawning on your te- teammates, uh, fast traveling to your teammates when they're in a helicopter means you appear on the ground below them. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, I'm a, I, I, I'm okay with that, but I'd much I don't like the concept because especially with um, like the whole point of the division is you're in this like you're running around. And, like, you bump into people on the way who are looting the same body all the time, and you shoot them in the face. Um, and that's sort of part of the game. And so I I, yeah, think, yeah. I I actually think, especially in the Division, the amount of miles you put on your sneakers matters. Um, and that unless I'm meeting someone, in a, you know, sort of needing to be timely, I shouldn't have to break that immersion. Yeah, that's fair. But you, you have the choice, you know, you don't have to, to Yeah, and I, so I don't normally. Yeah, I th- I think once I'd hit um, level thirty, and I'd done all of say like the side missions and um, everything in an area. Once you've done everything, it shows you all of the collectibles in that area. Yes, that's correct. So I was using fast travel a lot to pop between oh. areas and think, oh, I've got I've got ten minutes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, I've not. I'm I'm currently sat in a lobby waiting for some people to pop to do this last mission. I'll just pop over to this area and start collecting stuff. So I was using it quite a lot towards the end of the game. But like you, I enjoyed running through an area and encountering enemies and seeing what the um, the NPCs were you know were doing in the situations that you can get in and the echoes that you just come across in the street and. Just the, the the city to be discovered, almost. Um, maybe that game doesn't quite have enough of that. It doesn't have enough dynamic events, as some other games do, to keep you in that world um, and keep you in, in New York. Which is maybe one of the flaws that they'll address um, with The Division 2. You know, you can do things like Final Fantasy fourteen uh, does um, and uh, Warhammer Online, an online game from years ago now, they had sort of uh, events that would just happen in the world. You know, a boss just appears and everybody flocks to that area to try and take out that boss as such, you know, or, or named character. Um, and they appear just at random. Uh, 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 there's a scenario, something happens, and that character is suddenly just there for people to go and be able to encounter. Um, and they could do things like that, you know, there's there's no reason why you couldn't have a scripted event that you you hit a, an invisible checkpoint and suddenly a car screams down the road towards you crashes and a load of guys jump out and start firing at you and there's a 10% chance that once you pass that checkpoint that that will occur so it doesn't always happen but it just allows something else to make you move through the world mm-hmm and enjoy moving through the world without wanting to use these, um, you know, these fast travel systems. So, I mean, you're, you're still progressing through the division. You enjoying? The yeah, game? I mean, I think I'm level eight or something, seven or eight. Mm. 
I hadn't really played much because of that stupid mission. Um, and then actually, yeah. it was our time in the um, the Wildlands book beta that reminded me that uh, I like the division shooting mechanic uh, much more. Um, mm. Speaking of Wildlands beta, I hear that there's going to be an on the test episode about it, and I hear that because Whoa. I was one of the people with the illustrious on the test founder, creator, host extraordinaire Ben Nother. Um, and that should be going up, I think, before this episode. It probably will be going so up before this So after you've listened episode, to this, if, if you haven't listened to that, go to the All Out of Lives main feed. Yes, yes, it will be hosted as all of the On The Test episodes are on the Out of Lives main feed. Um, so yes, go there and listen to us talk about one very specific game. Uh, not even the full game, just the beta test that happened um, this weekend or the last weekend. Um, for... Tom Clancy's TM. TM. Yeah, yeah. Ghost Recon Wildlands. You'll get that if you listen to that episode. Yeah. You'll understand. Um, let's let's start wrapping it up for for this week. A shorter episode this week. Yeah. Um. um uh, if you wanted um to see other things, including um the upcoming uh, article on the Ghostland Wildlands. Ghostland Wildlands, Ghostland? the Tom Clancy's TM Ghost Recon Wildlands um, beta, um, are an article written by uh, the third panelist, uh, Alfred Rome. Uh, you could go to mm-hmm. .net, um for all your video game articling needs. Well, some of your video game articling needs. A growing your, yes. number of your video game articling needs. I do like triple W dot. That's good. Yeah. I might have to steal that from uh, you. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a way you can uh, say websites. It's like it's 1994 again. Well, it's 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 one of those things where www is the same as saying World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? There's no there's no need to, to... Well, in a lot of websites... I suppose you, you, don't, um, you don't type World Wide Web, do you? You type www. Yeah. Anyway, that's a completely different debate. You were saying some websites... Uh, some websites, most websites now, regardless of which one you put, will um, take you there. It used to be the case yeah, uh, that a lot of webmasters wouldn't put the redirect in, so you had to mm-hmm. know. Like, first of all, almost every website was dot. And you have to yep. know that Google.ca didn't work. www.google.ca works. And now, of course, yeah, completely. Um, most hosts will ask you which one you'd prefer, whether you, like, one, both will work, and which one would you prefer to see? So for all my websites, I prefer it to strip the www. Um, mm-hmm. So no matter what someone types, they will the, the address that will remain when it renders is the non-www version. So it's all, you know, moot but nice historical legacy stuff it's a good thing you yes. said let's wrap up and then i started <laughs> rambling um now if well, you we will wrap up we will wrap contact up. us what um how would you what, what ways can we do that ben so you can do that firstly through twitter and we are tanked up underscore no tanked up underscore cast yes we are tanked up underscore cast for fuck's sake there's too many things there's too many ways to get hold of us so twitter at tanked up underscore cast you can email us tankedupcast at gmail.com you can also go to our facebook page which is just tanked up cast we also have a youtube channel again tanked up cast at some point we may go through and strip the name tanked up from all of these goddamn fish tank loving motherfuckers and steal it for ourselves um but add cast to all of your tanked up needs yes for the moment at least um now we have um 
What if I just wanted to talk to you, Ben? Don't. Not interested. Okay. You can tweet at me at the Omniarch. <laughs> that's C-A-G-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H. Uh, it's also my handle on all of the things but Twitch, but I haven't touched Twitch in ages, so don't even worry about putting the underscore Omniarch on Twitch, because you'll see basic emptiness. Um, I believe you're at Nova underscore 47. I am, yes. Uh, I'm Nova underscore 47 on most of the things. You'll find me if you search for that at almost almost everywhere, you know, Tinder, all those kind of places, even though I've got a partner and stuff, you know, just Nova underscore 47. See what comes up. I, you you know that you can't actually look up usernames on Tinder or anything right now. Oh, really? I have no idea. There you go. <laughs> Shows you my experience with yeah. that word um, that I pulled from yeah. the air. Tinder XP, um, zero, 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 yes, well, level zero. Obviously, it's not needed. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, you don't even have a penis anymore. Well, it's gone. Baby. It's gone. As, as soon as a baby Isn't comes. Isn't that how that works? You, you, you it, have it sex is how that and works. When the penis breaks off on the woman, you know you've done it sufficiently well so that a baby will come and then you don't need to do it anymore. And then it's exactly. at least a, a couple, of, usually a couple of years before your penis grows back so you can have a second child. Well, we, yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah, so it's we'll, still growing. We'll have to. We'll have to... I have to report back once it's once it's returned. Oh dear, I regret making this. Took this a goof very odd now you're gonna, turn. You, I've given you open season to talk about the size of your penis in the future. Willie's um, right. Beers. Let's get back to beers. What was your favourite beer? Oh, uh, ooh, mm, I. Think... We had to remind people the Lost and Grounded Keller Pills, um, a, a lager, but a, a slightly bitter beer, um, not as hoppy as hop. Bitter. Well, I mean, it's still a lager, lager right? Pill and, and beer was not. Yeah, yeah. Bittery beasts. There is. Um, we also had the Wild Beer Company Evolver IPA, which was uh, a slightly more tropical affair. Um, these this Bretonomics Bretonomices is something I've not encountered before. Brett is a term that was bandied about quite a lot, and I think Wild did quite a lot with Brett. Um, Last year, perhaps, or the beginning of last year, um, and a few other brewers I know uh, were using it as well. It seemed to be on vogue for uh, for a few months at the start of last year. Um, but, yeah, a, a nice beer as well. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to put my, um, my vote for uh, the local underdog. Uh, I think um, the wild beer was super interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I take back my comment that, that the finish wasn't very long, and actually I think it was longer than I gave it credit for. It was just very light. Um, yes. But the Killer Pills was just so, like, it was, it was nuanced. Uh, I, a very, for a lager, very nuanced. Um, and I, I would want to drink several of them, and that's why my vote goes there. Well, like, the Evolver, I am super curious uh, um, about what it might taste like in six months or whatever. Um, yep. Uh, I am not really rushing through the beer, which is not a bad thing or a good thing, just a comment. Uh, but overall, I, I wouldn't be like, I think I want another one of these. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, the, the Calipils from that first sip was a nice, crisp, refreshing, slightly bitter lager that will be absolutely perfect in a few months' time for sort of longer evenings. Get home crack a beer open and yes you will bang back that first beer 
but you'll probably open the second one, take a little bit more time over it, and you know maybe three, four, five later, your evening is is finished. You could you could definitely sit there all night and just drink the calipils, uh, you know, a few of them, but just sticking on this beer. And like you say, dude, the the, the wild beer, the Evolver IPA, was a nice flavour, um, but it is kind of that one beer, beer. Yeah, you you want it just to experience the flavor to see what Which, it's about. To be fair, um, is is kind of the area that the wild lives is the experimental. Let's try this out. Very much. And I know yeah, some people much. who they find a wild beer that they they really enjoy, and so they're not buying it quite consistently. Um, and I think that's sort of how they they make their way through things. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, we've already done the tweets and stuff. We've picked our beer after that. I think the. Um, there's one thing that's missing, though. All right. Ciao. Willies. Willies. <laughs> no, the, ciao. So, we... Ciao, Willies. That's literally what you wanted to say, yeah? Is it? <laughs> I was it's preempting not, no. your, we've been tanked up for another week because you didn't respond to my, like, pregnant pause. So I just figured I'd say ciao and thought you would then follow it up. And then you said ciao, Willies. <sighs> I shall skulk away. I think we have been slightly tanked, tanked. up for yet slightly one tanked more up. week. Yes. I've been a Dilkerji. I've been Ben Noda. Ciao. Bye. Awesome. <laughs> Ciao, wheelies. Oh, dear. <laughs>